well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Be sour. It's our 2021 edition of Spooky Songs. Oh boy, somebody had their energy drink. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Spooky Songs Volume 8. Yeah, can you believe that? We started this series back in 2015. I think the first edition was our eighth episode. Yeah. So who knew that we'd be here all these years later, older, wiser, more tired. <laughs> yeah, but like blowing through so many songs that you're like, hmm, are we going to be able to pull it off again? Um, it's interesting. As of this volume, when we get through with today's show, we'll have covered, I think, 90 spooky songs. Wow. Yeah, 90 songs. That's amazing. Love that little tidbit. To think that we've gone through some obscure stuff, some very popular stuff, and then you get faced with the challenge to come up with something that is not only going to be entertaining to people listening, but also kind of entertaining ourselves. Because, like, let's be honest, we can't sit here and talk about songs that we just don't give a shit about. (laughs) They have to be genuinely good songs. I mean, look, maybe we each get one pick where it's kind of like borderline, but for the most part... The things we're throwing at everybody are really good songs. We put a lot of time and effort into this. It's not just like, let's pick five songs. We put more effort into this show than any other show we do throughout the year. Yeah. It's very meticulously curated. I mean, I got to give us both props here because I feel like pretty much every song is something that I would absolutely put on my playlist. I agree. And I think probably a week or two ago, I said to you, I'm like, man, I'm really psyched about this list of mine, at least, because it's one of the best I came up with so far. And I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I felt very good about it. You were you were so proud. You're like, man, I don't want to brag, but my list (laughs) fucking rules. (laughs) Coming at you with 10 more spooky songs. Yeah, Purple Stuff Podcast, Spooky Songs. Who's kicking things off tonight? You tell me. I think you should kick off, Matt. I agree. It's probably my turn by (laughs) now, right? Yeah. Here we go. Number 
was Psycho Dance, the entrance theme used by WWE superstar Psycho Sid. Ah, yes. I think this was like around 96-ish or so. Yeah, I think that's uh, safe to say. Yeah, and I love this track, but before we talk about the music, let's talk about Sid. Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid. He was like this seven foot tall Adonis. His hair looked like ramen noodles. <laughs> he looked and sounded like a deranged killer. So it's no shock that they went for this vibe for his gimmick. Except for what he's forgetting his lines. Tonight, how do you address those skeptics? Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. I love Sid. I don't think he's ever been given his due credit for being such an important cog. For a while. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say he was a cog, but I mean, he was a beast. He was a total beast and 6'9", crazy, and he worked, I think, his best stuff when he was Psycho Sid. He was over like Rover for a few years there. And then we have this song, which is so freaking good. <laughs> yeah, brazenly stole from the Psycho theme. That's literally as close as you can get to the violin strings without paying them. That is so, so close. They totally have that shit copyrighted because you try to put the cycle strings on YouTube and you get flagged immediately. (laughs) Yeah, you could even go, and then you get sued. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, pretty brazen move on their part. But I genuinely love this theme. I am not picking this for the novelty factor at all. I really think it's awesome. I agree. And this is one of those where I always had this like on my personal Halloween playlist. And the only strange thing about it is that he was far from an unsuspecting Norman Bates character. Oh, yeah. He totally was not a Norman Bates character, but he was a psycho character. Yes, he was. So By the you way, know, they put spelled, two and two together. <laughs> they, they spelled psycho because WWE has to be like that way. S-Y-C-H-O. Yep. I guess that's for, like, trademark reasons. So they can own that word, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just had to throw that in there. Anyway, the song, what do the kids say these days? It slaps, Jay. It It fucks. It whips ass. It's a bop. It's a fucking bop. (laughs) Great pick. Uncle. (laughs) Can we do this again? (laughs) Sorry, I was (laughs) drinking coffee. was an unused theme song for Ghostbusters, Matt. We've never talked about this on the Purple Stuff podcast, and it's by Thrall and Hughes. Well, first of all, I don't know if we would have had the chance to talk about this before, because didn't it just, like, come out this year? I believe it was recently, yeah. I mean, there was always 
many editions of uh, songs that were submitted as theme songs to Ghostbusters, the original film. And this is one of them, right? So Thrall and Hughes. Who are these people? Pat Thrall was a guitarist and Glenn Hughes was from uh, Deep Purple. You know Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water. Big fan. Love Deep Purple. (laughs) So this song to me is really catchy. And obviously we were spoiled with the Ray Parker Jr. version of the Ghostbusters theme song. But this is a totally serviceable track, at least in my opinion. And it fits in that whole world of Ghostbusters music. Obviously, you're not going to top the Ray Parker Jr. song. There's just nothing that would fit better than that. But it's still really good. Yeah, I could get down with this song. I could get down with it. I mean, there's a couple of parts where I'm like, ah, do we need the two minutes worth of spoken word? Maybe not. But everything else was really, really good. And you're right about one thing in particular. This team, Hughes, Thrall, it feels like they must have seen the movie somehow because it fits the movie so well. The vibe is a dead-on match for that film. The other thing that is worth mentioning is that it was submitted as the Dragnet song where it's called uh, Dance or Die. So this song actually lived on. Wait, what are you, what are you telling me? So this song kind of morphed its, yeah. itself into a song from Dragnet. Dan Dragnet, the, the, what is Dragnet? Is it, isn't that a TV show? Well, it was a TV show, but then it was made into a movie with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so they used this song and it became a track called Dance or Die. Holy and, shit, that's an interesting piece of trivia. Look at you. I really do truly like this song, and I'm glad it was finally released. Even if it's poor quality, I'm still happy it's here, and we could add it to our playlist. I plan on throwing like a Halloween house party and then slyly slipping this song in and just seeing if people start to dance and get down and boogie. Well, I mean, I won't, but I, yeah. I, I don't doubt that a few people might. I don't even know if I'm going to be invited, frankly. Of course you'll be invited. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Course. It depends on how the next few weeks go. Maybe I'll annoy you one too many times. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know how Tom Atkins is in that uh, movie, Night of the Creeps? Yeah. And his big famous line is, thrill me. Uh-huh. So I'm going to start thrall me. That's my <sighs> new thrall thing. Thrall me. Thrall me. Speaking of Thrall, um, you mentioned the mix quality. I think they said that the mixer was like high on cocaine and hadn't slept in a week. Right. I saw that. It's yeah, like, that's... well, it was the 80s, so <laughs> yeah. I guess he gets a pass. I don't know. <laughs> was Shocker, the theme song to the 1989 Wes Craven slasher movie, Shocker. Shocker! 
Shaka! Shaka! Oh my god, why haven't you put this one on the spooky song? I knew that was going to come up because, geez, it's like such a shoo-in for me, right? And <laughs> the guys in the band, like, it's incredible. This is a super group here. Right, so the song is performed by a group called Dudes of Wrath, and obviously I didn't know this before, but you're right. They were a super group with members from Kiss, Whitesnake, Motley Crue, Van Halen. No big surprise that the song rocks. It was a super group, but also... How much, how much does it kill you to hear me completely gloss over that? Oh, it's someone from Kiss, someone from Whitesnake, and you're like, oh, you gotta say who? Well, I mean, Paul Stanley is a big part of this song. The song is absolutely incredible. So here's the thing. I watched the movie for the first time the other night, right? Mm -hmm. I would say after seeing the movie that the song is probably the best part of it. Right. And that's Uh, pretty much why I've never added. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of Shocker the movie? I mean, when I was uh, a kid, I used to go to the local movie theater and that poster always really intrigued me before it came out. I used to see this poster like, man, this thing looks awesome. I can't wait to see this movie. It's Wes Craven. And then finally I saw it, and as a kid I was even a little bit kind of disappointed, but it actually got, like, decent reviews, which is surprising. Right, but I mean, aside from any critical reviews, I feel like in our scene, it's pretty much a fairly beloved movie. Is it? I don't even know. I mean, people are Well, I mean, put it to you this way. When Chakra comes up, it's usually in a positive light. Granted, it doesn't happen very often. It's not like just a flood of Chakra content on social media, but... (laughs) Whenever someone does bring it up, it seems like they're happy about the movie. You know what it is? I think people are Wes Craven apologists, and especially now that he's since passed. But I mean, let's be honest, it's not one of his best movies. See, I got to take issue with the term apologist because I don't know if there was that much to apologize for. This might be the exception. Like for me, this is definitely not on the level of anything else of his that I've seen. Yeah. And Uh, I think we were expecting something like really scary and it was not, it wasn't really that scary. And I'm allowed to criticize it because Deadly Friend is like my third favorite movie. So it's not like I'm not a Craven fan. Oh, I love Deadly Friend and People Under the Stairs, you name it, all that stuff. People who don't know, Shocker is essentially the story of this like serial killer who uses, I guess, black magic to avoid death by the electric chair. And he becomes like this phantom that can take control of people's bodies. Yeah. It's kind of like Jason Goes to Hell it is. a little bit. Yeah, it totally is like that. And that story's out there. It's been done in different incarnations. No, it was totally yeah. invented by Shocker. <laughs> I Shocker, the first story yeah, of possession. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I will say about the movie is that it did not read like Wes Craven trying to go mainstream. It's a pretty mean movie. It's gory. Main characters die left and right. It's a yeah, legit they said they had to movie. cut a lot out because it originally was going to have a harsher rating. Wes Craven's Shocker. Rated R. But again, the song, the best thing to come out of the Shocker universe. Another one of those songs that reminds me of like us drinking hard at a horror convention. <laughs> For the dudes of wrath. Oh my god. Which one? Can I? Um, I don't want to be Thrall. You be Thrall. Oh, well, wait, so we're bringing Thrall into the supergroup? Oh, wait. Hughes and Thrall was the last song. If Pat Thrall and Glenn Hughes were in the Dudes of Wrath also, forget it. The well, world would com- the the combust. Like, there's like a fucking band-aid over there. There's like 80 people involved with this one song. Shaka! 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 Shaka!
number four. That was the theme song to Dracula the Series from 1990. I love it! I love it! (laughs) And when I chose this, believe it or not, it's been on my list for at least three years now, and I've had to drop it. And I said, this is the year that I'm going to go for it because the vibe of this song is perfect for a Halloween playlist. It's almost like a weird science type of song. All right, so first off, I don't know what song you put in ahead of Dracula the series for the last three years, but it was a mistake. Was this a should mistake. have been on there. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a great theme. It's so awesome. So this series went for about 21 episodes. It's a little bit on the campy side. It wasn't straight horror. But think about this. We've talked about this a lot on the show where there was a TV show where it would air at like very random times at like 6 a.m. on a Sunday or 3 p.m. on a Saturday. And you never knew when it was on, but if you caught it, you would sit and watch it. This was totally that. Like this was one of those syndicated shows a la What a Dummy, Harry and the Hendersons. It didn't have one consistent network. It didn't have one consistent time slot. It was anywhere. And it's fucking Dracula the series. So it's not like they're not giving it the moon push. No, definitely not. And the premise of the show wasn't exactly what you would have thought because it was about like business executives, you know, like it's like vampires. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I have to say, I've never actually seen this show. Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't, but over the years, I've collected a bunch of promos for it, and the promos are always eerie, gothic, and straight played. This fall, he rules the night. Dracula. All new primetime television of universal proportions. So imagine my surprise when you send me the link to this and it's the show intro with the song and it looks like it's like fucking Saved by the Bell. Oh, it's tremendous. And the tagline, if you look on IMDb, the tagline is a mixture of The Lost Boys, Goonies, Indiana Jones, and Batman. It's a series that's got life. Eternal life. Oh, 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 oh. If anyone hasn't seen the opening credits, they really paint a picture of this not being a very serious show. Was it? No, it was a little bit on the campy side. In fact, like a review that came in in like more modern years, they kind of compare it almost to Buffy the Vampire Slayer from WPIX. Or I'm sorry, uh, from CW. The WB. Yeah, WB. Yeah. The WB. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Michigan J. Frog, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I could see that vibe, though this is like, a Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. Fox 5 show. Oh, yeah. And that's when I used to catch it here and there because this show, I think at the time, I really wanted it to be scary. And this was a little bit more on the campy side. And I remember as a kid not really liking that as much. Right. But I think by today's standards, you would actually prefer it this way. This just like total yeah, camp fest. Love it. A show starring Dracula, Mia Kirshner. I mean, this is amazing. How the frick am I not more familiar with this? My recommendation, if uh, anyone's going to add it to their playlist, if you take the intro and cut it directly into the outro, you have a happy little track. 
Oh wait, there's an outro. Well, it's it's essentially the same for a, a couple of very minor details, but what it does is it elongates the song. Gotcha. I'm all about elongating the song because I mean, let's be fair. The song you've chosen tonight on its own is about 12 23 seconds. seconds. Yes, yeah, 12 <laughs> seconds. Sorry. So uh, smooth move there. What's sad about it is that like by the time it's over, you're like, that's it. Oh man! But it does leave you wanting more. You sounded like Dracula when you said more. more. That was it does leave you wanting more. more. <laughs> That's really good. I think we should just end the section there. I'm not yeah. gonna, I can't top that shit. <laughs> Number five. was Dancing with a Monster, a song off the soundtrack to Ghoulies in, I think that was 84, 85, something like that. 85, probably. Yes, you're correct. By an artist known as, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Fella Johnson. And I wish I could tell you more about this person or group, but info is scarce, Jay. It is, yeah. Slim Pickens. I did read that it may have been a pseudonym for one of the film's writers. I don't know. Like, how much Googling can you do for one track on a 10-track show? <laughs> I was on page 15. I'm like, no one gives a shit. It's the fucking song from Ghoulies. <laughs> it's an uh, instrumental track, of course. It plays over this goofy party scene that's earlier in the movie. Yes. The 20-somethings acting like high school kids. They're drinking. They're wearing sunglasses indoors. I guess that's where you picked up the habit. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> there is just nothing spooky about it aside from the fact that it lives in this weird horror movie. But sometimes, Jay, that's enough. I have to tell you that when we were driving around not too long ago, this came on. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this this song is amazing. And I like it didn't dawn on me where it was from. So I'm like, where is this from? And I don't think immediately either of us do. But then like you realize that some <laughs> of the best songs come from these like minor parts of movies. You're way underselling your reaction to this song in the car. <laughs> We're driving around. I got my jukebox going. This song's on it. And, you know, I liked it, obviously, but it hadn't given it much thought. It comes on and you went full Joker. Like, you're like, stop the press. Who is that? <laughs> this song <laughs> like, was my Vicky Vale. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, it sounds like something you'd hear in like an ice cream parlor scene from The Facts of Life. Not your vibe at all, but I'm glad you pointed it out to me because it's a good one. This is what plays in my head 
you know those places where you pay like forty five dollars to play classic arcade games for like twenty nine minutes? Oh yeah, you you took me there for my birthday once. Yeah, that song is playing in my head as you're bouncing from like dig dug yes. to fucking pole position or whatever the hell else. Yes. It really, yeah, I could see you kind of like doing your daily routine to this one. <laughs> Um, so Ghoulies for you guys, if you haven't seen it, you should, it's really good. Probably actually should start with Ghoulies 2, which is better, but this one's fine too. Ghoulies, they'll get you in the end. A world television premiere, tonight at 8 on Fox 49. As a kid, I was very big on renting this movie and I was really into it, but now you realize it takes like 30 minutes to see a Ghoulie. Well, I mean, it's almost like they made a movie and then kind of like added ghoulies in post. It's, it's like, like oh, hey, sh- I know a guy who does these special effects. <laughs> no, seriously, if you watch that movie, there is literally nothing in it that absolutely mandates ghoulies to appear. Like, it, they'll use them because they're there, but you can take the ghoulies out and you have essentially the same movie. Yeah. Ghoulies 2, on the other hand, is like just exactly what you would hope for. Right. But it doesn't have the Fellow Johnson song, so. This part of the movie is definitely one of my favorite parts but the ending of ghoulies is literally my favorite part of the entire movie is that like a backhanded compliment jay no (laughs) you're saying you just couldn't wait for it to be over it could go both ways (laughs) because i actually do genuinely love the ending right before the credits Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it takes some patience, Ghoulies does. The party scene, though, is, is just classic. It's totally 80s, and unfortunately, there I don't think there's any Ghoulies really on screen yet during that scene, but still worth watching. You can find it on YouTube easily enough. Yeah, Fella Johnson comes away with the win. Fella Johnson dancing with a monster. <laughs> was Halloween Dance from Reverend Horton Heat, and that's the first time this band and artist has come up on the Purple Stuff podcast. I mean, it's a shock to me, because I know I've been trying to work them in for a long time. Oh, have you? No. (laughs) You almost had me. So (laughs) this track uh, I'm only familiar with because of the Halloween Hootenanny CD, which was... (sighs) A Rob Zombie CD that I had. Every year, and I mean literally for like 20 years now, when I'm doing my early summer flirtations with Halloween searches on eBay, I always see the fucking Halloween Hootenanny CD. I love this song. It's great. But this was almost a, a way to shoehorn this CD in because when it first came out, I bought this at a store 
It was coconuts. Coconuts. It might have been was. coconuts, yeah. yeah. But it was on the rack. We were just recently talking about those racks that had like the Drew's Famous and those Halloween sound effects CDs. Right. And it was in one of those. And I bought it because it had Rob Zombie. I'm like, how do I not buy this? This is ridiculous. Rob Zombie doing a Halloween song that I don't have. You gotta have it. Yeah, it came out in 1998 and the Halloween dance was on there. And I didn't really know Reverend Horton Heat at all. But this track is great. It's so much fun. It's it's very energetic and it's perfect for the Halloween playlist. What the fuck is this guy's name? Reverend Horton yeah, Heath? Yeah, uh, the stage name. The guy's name is Jim Heath and he is like kind of a psychobilly, rockabilly. Oh, God, that's so confusing. Guitarist. So his, yeah. his, his name is Heath and his stage name is Horton Heath. Yeah. And the music he makes, it's described from what I'm pulling from the internet. 1950s country, surf, big band, swing, rockabilly, punk. And it's all mixed together into this melange of music. Well, I would buy that because in my notes I had written that it sounded like a rockabilly version of The Misfits. It does have that kind of vibe. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely see it, though, at at like a Halloween party, which is why I wanted to add it. And this band uses influences in their lyrics from video games and commercials and like very pop culture oriented, which I thought was really neat. You love a good reference. Yeah, I love the references. So this one was great. I love this song. It reminds me of a very specific situation that has happened with us countless times, Jay. Yeah. We're in your car, you're driving. I'm in the middle of telling you a story and then let's say this song comes on and your hand ever so subtly reaches for the dial and raises the volume so high that you cannot possibly still hear me and I'm telling you this story and like I know you're not listening at that point. You're listening to fucking Horton Heat. I really do that. You do that a lot. Can I just, can I issue a blanket apology? retroactively and for the future if that ever happens again i'll take the retroactive but if you do it again i'm gonna fucking tell you see this is what i was talking about on the show but you're into it too so you can't really blame me (laughs) it's a good song and i know why you like it because it sounds exactly like the kind of song that would score a chase montage in scooby-doo oh my god it does i'm so easily pegged yeah i I figured you out Number seven.
am rubbing my hands together right now because I know I've struck gold with this one, Jay. What's that, Matt? This is Dracula's Tango by Toto Coelho? You struck more gold than the 49ers oh my God. struck gold. This song is just... Out of control. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Toto Coelho. This is a all-girl British new wave group from the early 80s. To me, it's like uh, if you picture the Bengals, but you make them very, very British. Yeah. And I was also thinking it could have been Toto Colo. Let's just say that. To- total Colo. Co- uh, sh- well, because yeah. there's the E. Right? Let's just say they're TC. From, TC, from this yeah. point forth here, TC. TC. Uh, they had some success, TC did. Not too much, though. Listening to this song, like, oh my God, this song is incredible. Yeah. How did we wait till the 439th episode of the Purple Stuff podcast to bring this one out? I only discovered it in the last few years or so. And I actually read the lyrics today. I guess it's about a woman who is preparing to bang Dracula. <laughs> well, the music video definitely indicates that. Oh my god, the music video. So, like, yeah, it has a legit music video where the band is, like, I guess they're, like, dancing around a castle, and they're trying to lure Dracula in so they can bang him. They must be in Transylvania, but what's great about it is that they look like products of early 80s MTV, and they're just hanging around the castle and singing and dancing, and it's almost like a missing persons vibe, like Dale Bozio, you know? Totally Dale Bozio. Who the fuck is Dale Bozio? <laughs> <laughs> Dale Bozio? Who the fuck is that? Is that like your uncle? Who is that? Dale Bozio. It's a woman, first of all. Let me look her up. Dale Bozio is an American rock and pop vocalist, best known. Oh, see, when you said missing persons, I thought you meant actual missing oh, no, persons. No, no, it's a band. These girls, you think they're trying to keep Dracula out the whole time because uh-uh. he's like he's brooding in the mist and the moonlight. And then when he comes in, they're like, let's lock this door. He's ours now, yeah, baby. And then, then the, the fucking fella Johnson song starts playing and they, <laughs> yeah. they, they boogie on down with Drac. It's, it's something. It's like amazing because it's lo-fi, but it's still very much a real produced music video. There's nothing we can say that could put over how amazing this song is. I'm going to go out on a limb right now, but I don't know if it's really going out on a limb. When we finish the show and we do our thing, there is no way that Dracula's Tango is not going to be what you picked for mine. Well, I mean, let's see. Let's don't see what you, we have. If you be a contrarian later, you you fucking know that Total Koalo and Dracula's Tango is the way to go. You listen to the song, it may hit you a little bit, but then you watch the video. I mean, these shots with Dracula, come on, this is amazing. Why isn't everybody talking about this all season long? This is the thing. Like, when we publish this show, people are going to be like, oh, my God, Dracula's Tango. Where have you been all my life? Five girls singing about Dracula? How did I not pick this? This is amazing. And like you said earlier, it's just so Dale Bozio-ish. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't. I, it's got it all. <laughs> Number eight.
Now is the time, Matt, for my mystery pick. This is one that I <laughs> refuse to share any information about with you beforehand. So, so and this just, is just a, I was, before you even yeah. start, I just want to make everyone know that this is not a bit. I really don't know what you picked here. It's a total shoot. Wanted to see your reaction. And I think it'll be more genuine to just hit you with it right on the show live. You know what I'm saying? I've spent all day just floating, knowing that I'm finally going to know your mystery pet. <laughs> so I'm holding in my hand right now a tiny skeleton who is wearing a suit. And he just looks like a happy little skeleton. And um, I'm going to press his stomach. And now his head is glowing green. And his eyes are lighting up green. And he's playing... A cute little Halloween ditty. What do you think of that? I love that song. <laughs> I'm speechless that your ridiculous freaking pick, which was just an excuse for you to buy another goddamn <laughs> no. noise-making toy. <laughs> this is, no, that this was is. the only reason why this happened. That thing could be playing a garbage song and we'd still be sitting here talking about it. And we both know it. I got but that honest. song is amazing. I gotta be honest, this is old. This thing um, I actually had from Target like maybe three or four years ago, believe it or not. What I'm hearing when I hear this song, it sounds like an alternate theme to one of the Simpsons Halloween specials. It totally does. Or like some sort of like one of those knockoff Goosebump shows. Very much so. Like a Goosebumps that's not PG-14, but it's just PG. <laughs> yeah. Lots of slide whistles, very Del Bazio. I love it. It's just a weird pick, but it's not something that you could say, okay, this is a track by so-and-so, because I have no idea who composed it, but somebody composed it. How the hell, like, where did your mind go that you even thought to include the noise coming from a Target squeeze toy from 2006? <laughs> I don't know. It's not 2006. It might be 2016. I love this track. Oh, great. And it is a track, by the way. It is a track, yeah. Kind of makes your Halloween season fun. It's not all about downloading a track or putting it on in your car, but you could hear music in various ways. Basically, the takeaway from this section is that instead of trying to find music the traditional ways, people should just go squeeze some toys at Target until something clicks. Or walk around your bedroom or your apartment or house or whatever and squeeze some of the toys and see if they make noise. Yeah, <laughs> I think that only works in your place, Jay. <laughs> I own no toys that do not play music. We have to come up with a name for this song. Okay. The Skelebop. The Skelebop, I like it. Let's run with it. Okay. The Skelebop, artist unknown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny number nine
end for my last pick. That was the Unsolved Mysteries updates theme from the show's original run. Oh my god, this is amazing. I love Unsolved Mysteries music. This was the theme that you'd hear whenever Robert Stack tacked a new update onto a previously unsolved segment. So, like, you'd watch a segment where a family was opining that their lost family member had to still be alive. And then Robert Stack would just, like, pop up on the screen and tell you, oh, we found this person's disembodied head in a creek somewhere. His remains were discovered in a ravine in nearby Pasadena on September the 17th of last year, three months after he disappeared. Identification was delayed by the difficulty in tracking down dental records. The cause of death was a gunshot wound. Remember three months ago when we said there was a murderous ghostly apparition that was reported by multiple sources? Well, we just received word before this airing that the entity is on the loose in the New York, New Jersey area and is looking to murder young boys who are into action figures. This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. If you grew up with the show, that music is like just totally a Pavlovian thing where you're just like, oh my God, I'm so scared now. <laughs> Obviously, it works better if you're familiar with the show, but I do think it's a solid enough track to stand alone on a playlist anyway. All the songs and music from Unsolved Mysteries are really, really good for this time of year. But yeah, that one's definitely a great one. Yeah, if you haven't heard the Unsolved Mysteries soundtracks, they're all released on vinyl by Terrorvision. Yes. The music is incredible. Like, people always focus on the theme, and rightly so, but all of the music is just insanely good. It's really good. I have one or two of those, and I they're actually, they went up in value, too, and I think they even re-released them, but those are great, great albums. When you watch the episodes, you can pick up on some of the music, but there's people talking over them, all that stuff. When you hear them clean, you realize, wow, every track that they did for this show, and there were like 600 of them, yeah. could have scored a horror movie. 100%. And the thing that you have to remember with uh, this one specifically is when you hear Stack's voice doing his bit over this track and, and oh, updating you, it just it totally brings you to the vibe of like the Tales from the Dark Side guy. Those updates, and I think people have actually built um, like kind of montages of all the updates and they've put on YouTube. There was like an 80% chance that it was going to be something upsetting. Yeah. So whenever you hear this music, you just get put in that like, oh my God, yeah. this music is definitely creeping me out. Like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be in the dark. There's a monster right behind you, man. <laughs> Fuck. Number 10. Said, now we're alone. C-H-U-C-K! 
right, back to our regularly scheduled program. I'm not picking a toy this time. This is the Chucky song from the original 1988 Child's Play, but it wasn't used, Matt. This is like his theme song that never got used. The irony of you saying that you didn't pick a toy and then leading into, <laughs> oh, my next song is uh, from Chucky. It's a doll that has his theme song. <laughs> it wasn't used. Um, I can understand why, but it was a cool track all the same. Yeah, and I felt like it's the right time to pull this one out because the Child's Play series is coming out on uh, Sci-Fi Channel. Your timing couldn't be better, Jay. (laughs) Well, this thing's been floating around for a long time, and I love when you find songs that weren't part of a soundtrack, and you know, like we did with the Ghostbusters before, those are the ones that really intrigue me. In this case, I felt like the song is so perfect. And the juxtaposition of the kind of almost goofiness of this actually does work. And I felt like it shouldn't have been left off because when you hear those types of songs mixed with like how brutal the movie could be and how dark it could be at times, this, it kind of works. Well, I, I read, I think uh, our friend John from Bloody Disgusting covered this song, and he said that their original intention was to play it over the closing credits, right. which does seem like where it would go. I don't necessarily agree that they should have kept it, though, because it's so goofy <laughs> that, like, it takes you out of the mood that Child's Play had set. Child's Play is a pretty serious horror movie. You don't yeah. want a big wink the second it's over. I know what you mean. Uh, it's just in that era, it felt like something like this was bound to happen. Oh, totally. It was it was an absolute trend. Remember, we talked about, like, the Mania Cop rap. You yes. would always have it's, these sort of, like, yes. these, like, weird novelty songs mm-hmm. over the closing credits. Yeah, yeah. Even if we wanted to make our own cut, we could still do that. <laughs> that should but, be your goal for the year. <laughs> That's a great goal. <laughs> Shooting for the stars, Jay. I, I worked real hard <laughs> yes. on this one, guys. Retweets appreciated. <laughs> But it almost has the same kind of beat as the Monster in My Pocket song, which I love. My God, this song is, I think it's close to four minutes. It feels like it's close to 40 because they just do, they throw everything at the wall. And this it's like a fucking Bob Rivers song. It is just crazy. Oh my God, it is so like that because it has a lot of lyrics. And there's times when the guy's voice almost sounds like Bobcat Goldthwait. Like it's really almost borderline corny, but that's why I love it. Nobody has said so much about Chucky in in the amount of time as this song. Like, it is just an onslaught of Chucky lyrics. Yeah, it's prolific. And there's these shoutbacks from like a kid's chorus, which I think was really amazing in terms of the production value <laughs> because they had to call in a kid's chorus. Oh my God, it's so funny when you think about like someone went through all the trouble of doing this song, which like you said, is a huge production. Yeah. They got freaking a kid's chorus. They did all the, like every freaking sound effect that you could think of. And they're like, eh, you know what? We're not going to use it. Yeah. Give, give me an instrumental. But then when you look at the lyrics, like they make references to everything. It tells the whole story about Chucky and how he was a doll and now he's killing people. But some of the lyrics are redonkulous. Like what? It isn't very funny being treated like a dummy. So I went and gave that guy a little hug, but he pushed me away and said, I'm sick of this child's play. No more Mr. Good Guy from now on. I mean, the whole thing. Then like the refrain, why don't you come out and play fee fi fo fo fum my name's Chucky and here I come. <laughs> Chucky, Chucky, go away and don't come back another day. <laughs> I like the song that your toy played better. Yeah. But my mummy said that he was off his rocker, so I asked my pal to shrink just to see what he would think. And the doctor said the whole case was shocking. 
so I guess some of those lines rhymed. Is this on the soundtrack? Is kind of just did they throw it on there anyway? Like, where's this song living now? I think it's living on YouTube, and it's it's so hard <laughs> to find because it's not. You even know what like... it is? It's so funny because whenever you look, at, you like you get confused and think there's a music video because YouTubers just cannot resist trying to cut their own music videos to songs. Yeah, I, I'm like know, watching it. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't a real music video. That's a trend that has to stop because there's so many homemade music videos and like they even will go to the extent of putting in parentheses official and you're like, yes. And then you watch it and like, there's been no video for this. I know. It's like, I'll watch like two and a half minutes and then finally I realize that there's like a TBS logo in the lower right. I'm like, ah, motherfucker, they got me again. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck finding this though on YouTube. It's so hard to find. It is because what? Wait, what's the what's the title? It's like Chucky the song or something. Chucky like the that. song. Yeah, that's not going to help you much. <laughs> Welcome, started getting stranger, and the TV warned of danger, and Chucky said that he was really bugged because it isn't very funny being treated like a dummy. So I went and gave that. We have come to the end of our list tonight, Matt, of the Spooky Songs Compilation 2021. Spooky Songs, Volume 8. So we have to run through our lists. Okay, and let me go through yours? Yeah, I think you should. Um, all right, let me see. What did you do? You did the theme from Dracula the series. Yes. You did the Chucky song. You did Horton Hears what was Horton, Horton Hears a who? who? Yeah, yeah. by the by Reverend the fuck Horton was Heat. it Reverend Horton Heat <laughs> with with uh something. I'm going to tell you that's a contender, but it's not I don't think it's going to win. It's a contender if you're the one that gets the pick, but it's not you, it's me. Um you did the alternate Ghostbusters song by Heath and fucking Thrall or whatever the hell their names were. Hughes and Thrall. Hughes and Thrall. Thrall me. Thrall me. Thrall me. I'm putting that over. <laughs> and finally, the song that was played by the squeeze toy that you found at Target. And let's see. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. So it is between the squeeze toy and the theme from Dracula the series. Ah. Uh, and um, I'm anxious to see where we go with this. And can you explain your thought process right now? What's going through your head? What's going through my head is that. I wish I would have eaten before we started recording. I'm fucking starving. Well, you, you have those uh, ghostly ding-dongs or whatever, anything, right? Is there anything in here open. that I can eat? There's, a, there's that hot chocolate Pepsi from last year. Scary cakes. Oh, I don't know. God. Mm, ghost white ding-dongs. Yeah. Uh, my thought process right now is that I love the creativity in pulling this song out of a squeeze toy. <laughs> but... I just can't not give it to Dracula the series, which is just, I mean, like, that's something I should have picked. (laughs) So, I mean, that's so me, just this weird, almost upbeat, but still spooky synth pop. I'm not surprised that you picked that, because when I told you I was picking it, you were like, over the moon. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, Dracula's here. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, (laughs) 
So Matt, you had a great strong list tonight. So we're going to go through it. We had the Psycho Sid theme from WWF. You could picture like trick-or-treating and going up to somebody's house and like that's playing in the background. And I say that because it happens <laughs> over here all the time. Trick-or-treaters come knock on your door. They're going to yeah. hear the Psycho Sid theme. <laughs> Just like if someone knocked on your door in the middle of April, they're going to hear the Psycho Sid theme. <laughs> yeah. So we had uh, Toto, Coelho, the Dracula's Tango. Uh, not the Dracula's Tango. is my bad. Dracula's Tango. And with the amazing video, really monumental pick on your part. Toto. Toto Coelho. If you're out there, if you're listening, just know that we love you. We love it. You guys made an indelible impression on the Halloween season because from now on, people are going to be adding this to their playlist and listening to it during the season. So that's awesome. I love this. Yeah. Also, Toto, I'm single. <laughs> And then we had Fella Johnson dancing with a monster, which is a huge, huge I just love that you were so berserk over this. I don't know why you would think I wouldn't. I love this type of music. <laughs> but like I said earlier, like your reaction when the Fella Johnson song hit my car was like, it was like you saw Jesus. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would say that about, like, a protein bar that I had. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> so then we had the Dudes of Wrath with Shaka! 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 Like Shaka! Shaka! <laughs> so, yeah, very good. Paul Stanley. And, Paul Stanley. Uh, and who else? Desmond Child. He's uh, not the one that you dress up as sometimes, right? You'd never do Paul Stanley. Oh, I you would always... do Paul Stanley. I always do Gene Simmons. I've done Paul Stanley, too. You, I, well, you... I haven't done Paul Stanley. You know what I'm saying. You would always do Gene Simmons, or else you wouldn't go to the Kiss event. Well, but I I'm know saying you. On I easy wanted nights, to be Gene. But on easy nights. Who's the one with the fucking star over their eyes? That's, that's Paul the one Stanley. I, oh, I would be Paul Stanley then. Yeah. Or the other one that's dressed like a freaking teddy bear over there. <laughs> teddy bear? Yeah. That's, a cat, that's, you mean? That's that's Peter Chris. Uh, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm Peter Chris. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Lee was on drums. Tommy oh. Lee, known <laughs> for. Pam Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it's known for. Tommy Lee on drums. I mean, who wasn't involved with this song in some way? You even had Kane Roberts doing background vocals, who was from the Alice Cooper band. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Kane Roberts guy. I know, you're huge into Kane. Yeah. Great song, I love it. Uh, and then the Unsolved Mysteries update music. Remember uh, an hour ago when we began the Purple Stuff Podcast Spooky Songs list? <laughs> Update. Now we've come to the end, and I'm going to narrow my pick down to Fella Johnson, Dancing with the Monster, and Toto Colo, Dracula's Tango. Yeah? Don't you fuck around. Don't you fuck around. Don't get stupid in here. Don't get stupid in here. Be nice. <laughs> All right, so... I don't think there's any question that I'm going to go with Dracula's Tango by Toto Coelho. I would say not even just for this show, but overall at least a top five pick. This actually would top your list if this was a Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, this is an amazing song. There's some great synergy between our picks, our champs tonight, um, Dracula the Series and Dracula's Tango. 
Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very Dracula centric, and I'm I'm from Dennis or Dracula. Or Jay, I mean, you this got is any Dracula references. Isn't your squeeze toy Dracula? No, he's a skeleton, but it's oh. very on brand. Well, they can't see it. Oh, we got to give him some track. love. I love that track. L- listen, my friend, I know that you did not win tonight, but please do not take it as an affront. He uh, gets by the Matt. silver. Matt metal. likes you. He trusts me. He he thinks you're a cool dude. I do. <laughs> So, man, what a fun time on the Purple Stuff Podcast Spooky Songs episode, Matt. God, this is like our big Halloween tradition. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys picked up a few more songs for your own playlists. Yeah, man, and we enjoy the uh, celebration with you, the Halloween celebration all season long. And want to remind you that we are on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash purplestuff. That's where you can get exclusive bonus shows every month. And, of course, during the Halloween season, they are all spooky-themed bonus episodes. Spooky. Yeah, we just (sighs) did a great one, our Elvira dig, which was awesome. Elvira eBay dig. Mm -hmm. So much fun. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Purple Stuff podcast. We had such a great time with you, and we hope you join us next time. I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.